Good people, Sauce Talk is here. You know, sorry for the the short absence, should I say. Didn't really get to bring in the new year the way I wanted to. I think everybody from my last episode that, that listened, you know, kind of know what was going on, knew what was going on. Uh, Got to keep it rolling at this point. And how I feel is a little bit down. I'm feeling down because last night... I saw my team go down. So ain't nothing worse in the sports world when the playoffs start. And it's wild card weekend, but now they call it super wild card weekend. And you run into a situation where a team is better. I mean, we we ran into that all weekend, but we might have seen some different outcomes where Minnesota seemed like a better team than New York. It seemed like Jacksonville wasn't even close to being good. I mean, I'm talking about not even close to being good as the Chargers, especially how the game was going. And we see how that outcome go. Then we take a look at how the Dolphins gave everything they could to the Bills. Then we had the 49ers have an interesting game that went kind of back and forth until it got out of hand. So, my thing is that now, it was all up to last night, Monday night. Monday night. They had Monday night because we saw Huntley go up against Joe Burrow. And we saw the Ravens, forgot to mention them. They was one of those teams that was like, hmm. They almost did something there. But it didn't happen. So, now, move to Monday night. Monday night, what's the game? Everybody knows the game is the... America's team versus America's player. You know what I'm saying? It's America's team versus the American player. It was Tom Brady going up against the Dallas Cowboys. No matter Mike Evans and what he did this year for the ninth consecutive year, no matter of getting Ryan Jensen back our center, no matter of so many different things going into this, going into that season, storylines and stuff. No matter. No matter. Everybody was on Dallas losing to Tom Brady seven straight times in his career. And that was this going to be the season where that was going to change. That was all the talk. That was all the talk. All of it for this season was week one. And Cowboys beat the Bucks. From the start of the season. And then you move on as the season tallies on. And, and people was talking about the matchup potentially happening around like week 14, week 13, something like that. Was like, hey, first uh, wild card could be Cowboys versus Bucks again. I mean, people was marking it down on their calendar, people. You get what I'm saying? America's team versus America's player. Tom Brady going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Basically, Tom Brady going up against Jerry Jones. Because, like I said, Dak, Zeke, Tony Pollard, Michael Parsons, they didn't matter in this equation. It was about the Cowboys, the star, the, you know, but it had they had to travel. They had to go to Tampa Bay. It was going to be, it wasn't going to be in Jerry World. It wasn't going to be that type of show. But Jerry World was coming. He brought Jerry World with him. In our damn press boxes, cheering. Oh, God, this is going to be tough to get through this. 
to talk about this damn game. But, gotta do it. So, one thing I want to point out is the fact that I seriously don't think that Tom Brady is completely done with playing football. Tom Brady can get signed and play for anybody. Tom Brady can still throw a touchdown in the NFL. Tom Brady can still, you know, pump fake and, 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 and dissect defenses with the best of them. The difference is that Tom Brady don't got it no more, man. It don't. He don't have it anymore. And what I mean by that is, is that from what I saw, yes, his brain still triggers. His brain still knows this. His brain still had to get the December, January, make the playoff. He still was processing how we're going to move the ball and all this stuff. It gets to the point where now we're talking about firing Byron Left, which I think is a damn good coach, offensive coordinator. And now he's going to go off and, and have success somewhere else and where he could have stayed in-house and stayed with this team. But no, we're going to put blame on Byron Leftwich because of Tom Brady? The nerve of the nerve, man. It's the, it's the mitigated goal. It's the mitigated goal. It's the unmitigated goal. It's the thing of what I talk about is where somebody can be so great, you can overlook things and be like, huh? He's tough. Huh? He's Tom. And it's just like, damn, man, enough's enough. You know what I'm saying? So what if he's Tom Brady? So what? He's 45, Tom Brady. Statue. Uh, uh, as, uh, as, as Keyshawn Johnson said, mud boots. Can't move, can't go nowhere. I'm not here to kind of, I'm not here to disrespect him, man. I'm not here to. I'm hurt that we lost. The team, you know, Leonard dealt with injuries. Julio Jones joined the team dealing with injuries. Mike Evans missed time. Whitehead, Dean, Davis, Levante David, Winfield missed time. Tristan Wirfs missed time. Marpet, Jensen, Donovan. Marpet retired for crying out loud. We had to go with Shaq Mason. He ain't do shit. I can't really say that. I'll take that back. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna poop on Shaq Mason like that. But my thing is is man, it just uh, it just hurts. It hurts to see to see your team lose like that, man. Point point period. So I think me letting out that anger, you know, hopefully it helps me. I'm not trying to totally disrespect anybody on either side. Especially Dak Prescott, who played exceptionally well. I mean he played Excellent. You know, he played how you're supposed to play whenever you're trying to eliminate, you know, one of the best players to ever played the game because people are not rooting for you. They're rooting for that guy. No matter how much they love that star, because people love that star. People can hate the fans. They can all people love that star. They love to be in battle with it. They love to hate it. You know, when you love to hate something, and it, and it brings that so much uh, talk and Jerry Jones this and, you know, LeBron James even has to, you know, front run and talk about, I'm not a, I'm not a Cowboy fan anymore. I'm a Brown fan. When it gets to points like that, that's when you know that you've done it, that you are the team, that you are standard, that you are it. Point blank period. You're it. You're the bee's knees. So, 
I just I, I look at that as like Dak Prescott accomplished something that quarterbacks have accomplished for. This is I mean, you gotta think, Flacco, you are Manning. Uh Peyton Manning, you know what I'm saying? So I mean like there's there's big quarterbacks that's beating Tom Brady. Hey, Tom Brady got beat by a freaking uh 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 tanning hill for crying out loud, you know? Because it's not the quarterback that beats Brady. It's the, it's the team effort. Because you got to have defense and offense got to, you know, represent. So it's a team effort at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's team effort. So with that team effort, talk, you know, comes with uh, execution. And how can you execute? I'm going to tell you something. When you're trying to execute something and it takes you 66 pass plays throughout a game, you can tell that the execution wasn't executed. Because when you're diverse, when things is working in, in ways that where you can be like 20 run here, 30 pass here, that's 50-some plays, mm-hmm. and you add in another, say, 10, 10 pass plays, okay, then it won't be so bad because he had lead, time, possession, stuff like that. But when you out there having short three and outs the way the Buccaneers were having and have 66 pass attempts, there was only two long sustainable drives, and then one of them we threw an interception in the end zone. The other sustainable drives, the game was over. Let's be let's be real here. The game was over. It was over. People were leaving. Okay? People were leaving house parties. I know I was leaving. Okay? We saw a guy that has been a legend in this sport look old. He finally looked old. He finally looked, you know, I ain't going to say old and beat up. He just looked old. Hell, he's in great health. He's healthy. You know what I'm saying? As far as what we know. And I mean, he's a person that is always on that. So when we take that into account, we're thinking like, oh, he's still untouchable. But I'll tell you what's untouchable. Father time. Father time is untouchable. You can't beat him. You have to join him. And join them, meaning that you have to buy into the slowdown of your game. Buy into, hey, you know, I'm not as quicker. I'm not as, you know, because the thing about Tom Brady wasn't all about speed. He was never fast. People was like, man, you know, everybody talking about he getting older, he's slowing down. Like, hell, he ran a six and a four. It's not about that. It's about being old. That's the thing you got to understand is about being old. When you're old, no matter if you were slow when you was young, you're still old. You're going to do things slower. So just think when you were slow when you were young, how that translates. <laughs> think how it translates you're old period when you get old and you sit there and still do things like Tom Brady was able to do things have to be at a premium a perfect it's got to be at a premium of perfection that's what I was looking to say a premium of perfection premium of perfection it don't mean that just because it's Tom Brady, it's like, it's Tom Brady. Like, it's Tom Brady. It doesn't automatically get you in a win, win column. 
Things have to be ex- extremely perfect, man. And Tom Brady knew that. Leaving, t- <laughs> I mean, of course we know that. Leaving a place like, <laughs> man, look here. When you leave a place like New England, and and what I mean is I'm not saying that it's paradise or when you leave a situation like that, win or losing, when a team can sit there and kiss your ass the way that, be cool with an owner and not get backlash with your teammates and, and have a coach that is, you know, Belichick. I mean, you would think that everything is right to just to keep coming on back. If we lose, we lose, whatever. I'm Tom. I got my legacy. But that's not Tom. He started hearing falling off the cliff. He started hearing Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. He started hearing Belichick's looking for success. He started hearing, oh, my God, the Patriots don't got no more weapons. Tom needs weapons because they're in it for two straight seasons. Tom Brady needs weapons. And what does he do? He leaves, goes to Tampa Bay. He brings Lenny. He brings Antonio Brown. He brings Gronkowski. He brings uh, uh, the people of likes of saying, hey, man, we're going to put this together. It, it motivates a front office to sit there and say, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it work. We're going to go get Dan Quinn. I mean, not Dan Quinn, excuse me. We're going to get Todd Bowles and put him a defense coordinator. Go with Byron, Byron Leftwich, offense coordinator. And then Bruce Arians is going to, you know, already try to have things rolling and moving with Jameis. Because as you see the team and how the defense got built, lo and behold, Vita Vea, Devin White, with Levante David being that being that anchor captain, along with guys that's been there like uh, at the time JPP, Nadama Kinsu. So you get my point. Things start to come together so perfect, you're just like, damn, man. Tom Brady's like, thank you. Thank you. Because this is what I want. I want to be able to say, Dale, say Hutt, and go back and be like, wow, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. This Godwin kid's great because we didn't know that Godwin was going to explode like he did until this Super Bowl season. And he made big plays. You know, he dropped a few, made big plays, though, especially with yards after the catch. So you look at things like that, you're like, okay, okay, okay. This is not bad. This is not bad at all. Now, what happens? You win. Everybody's cheering, jeering, and stuff like that. But it, it goes into next season. What goes into next season? The same type of perfect things. Yeah, you can still have the same team. You can have the same personnel. You can sit there and be like, look, we, we still it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm, and people will agree with me, things still got to go. Things still has to go in that perfect little way, man. And, and there's no escaping that. Things still have to go in that perfect fashion to where? Hmm. Let's look at it like this, man. Let's really look at it like this. Things have to go pretty well in perfect fashion in consecutive years in that sense to where, look, COVID comes. We have that stuff. We worked that out. Won a Super Bowl during it. Next season, still vaccine, blah, 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 all that stuff. Antonio Brown, a couple other players, screw that over. Then we start getting injured. Gronk gets hurt. Uh, Tom Brady was, remember, dealing with a knee injury that he had to, that he had to get work doing. Don't forget that uh, Leonard Fournette was hurt, gained weight. Uh, don't forget that uh, uh, Rojo was just not the same no more. I mean, like, he just wasn't going to get the same things out of him. 
It just wasn't going to happen. He had some moments in that season, but it just wasn't all that great. And then he leaves this year and goes and goes to Kansas City and does nothing, nothing. So Ronald Jones just cried the whole time. So, I mean, just look at how things went unperfect. The Dominican Sioux lost another step. JPP lost another step. So, Vita Vega gets hurt for about eight weeks. We're not forgetting these things, man. So, that whole we're going to repeat year was a total cluster of things like that happening. And we still made it to a divisional game against the Rams. Still. Almost had a chance to win because Cam Akers fumbled five times and, and Stafford threw two picks. So it was like, hey, we're still in it. Still in it. And we lost. Fast forward to another horrible offseason. Am I wrong? Horrible offseason. Because I didn't even mention the fact that AB had a meltdown before that playoff. I didn't even want to bring that up. But we lose, we lose AB in that season. So that was that wash. So then Chris Godwin tears his ACL against the Saints. Wash. So we still made it to the playoffs to play the Rams, the, the, the freaking champs that year. Took them to the wire. Which they took, you know, 49ers took to the wire, but we're looking at the 49ers now. Perfect situations. Perfect situation. It just happens like that. And, and thinking that, oh, Tom Brady's is still great. He's going to win. He's going to win us like four or five more, man. Like, chill out. There's not too many times a perfect situation can happen like that. And it just happened. Like, I mean, like, we won a Tampa for crying out loud. Won the Super Bowl in home field against Patrick Booms. You know what I'm saying? Like, how crazy perfect that's got to be. Okay, let's fast forward to the, imp- the, the things that went unperfect. It just went all fucked up. Tom Brady retires. <laughs> he retires. Tom Brady said, I'm done. I'm going on. I made a deal with my wife. I said I was going to play. It, you know, I was going to try to go back to back. Then go back to back. All right. I'm calling it quits. Everybody swan song. You know, Tom Brady's retiring. Da, 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 da. Which I thought Tom would be a type of person to retire with one of those, you know, Jeter you know, Drew Brees type Jordan, like, get gifts from away teams and stuff like that. Last time playing in the stadium type shit. Nope. Didn't happen. Just said I'm done. So we're like, that's not Tom. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then we came murmurs of saying, like, well, did Tom really want to retire with his wife? And it's like, he made a deal. That's all you kept hearing. Was he made a deal? He made a deal. Okay. The deal was, Tom, you sit your ass down. I'm going to look at some calls and opportunities for me. And you sit there with the kids. It ain't what it ought to be all cut and dry like that. I'll just put it like that. But it just seemed like Giselle was like, hey, man, like, don't forget that I got a career or just want you to be here. I don't want you to be in a damn wheelchair in case we need you for something. Because that, you know, football is dangerous, you know. You know, who knows what's around home. What's said and things of that nature. I'm just shooting in the dark here. Literally. But Tom Brady said, <laughs> he made a comment at an interview in the offseason. was like, you know, it's things I love and it's things there. Da, da, and I still got love football. 
And he and he kind of left it where it was like where people, you know, analyst type people was like, "Did you hear Tom saying that podcast? Yeah. Tom's going to be in the movie, but no, 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 not that part. No, 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 the part where he said that he still loves the game. Oh, because what did he say after that? I still love the game, and it's still, you know, it's still there a little bit. And it was like, oh shit. Next thing you know, Tom Brady comes back. And we all thinking like, damn, Tom's back. But we're not thinking that what type of Tom is coming back. Nobody, th- nobody took the time to think about what type of Tom was coming back. But I did. I looked at the whole thing and it's like, oh boy. We're getting a Tom that still determined, still driven. But Tom is out to prove something to who exactly. You know what I'm saying? Is he trying to win another Super Bowl? Or is he just trying to show that, hey, man, like, I still can play? Because I think at some point you want to, yeah, of course, try to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I ain't sitting there saying it wouldn't go. But I think when it gets moved to where it's like people like, can he still do it, play at a high level? I think he probably walks away, you know, looking at it like, dad, but that's got to be like championship game, Super Bowl territory for me to say in high level. So now you're asking for a lot, Tom. You're asking for a lot. For especially for a team that thought you were done. And now we're sitting there now saying, <laughs> I tell you, if Tom ever wants to come back, man, he's, you know, without a question. I mean, Bruce Arians said it. Uh, the general manager said it. I mean, right quick as day is like, if Tom decides that he wants to come back, we will welcome him with open arms. And that's what that man did. One getting A B back. That was done. Gronk ain't coming back. That didn't work. So what what had to take place here? I mean, we had to add some things here. We tried to get a running back. Had some moments. I like White. We had to get another wide receiver. We lost A B. Scotty Miller, man, what happened? You weren't you're not that guy? What about the Johnson kid? He's not that guy. We had to go and get Russell Cage. Wasn't that guy at Atlanta. So it was like we searching, man. It was like, hi. We, we, then we lose O.J. Howard to the Texans. It's like, oh, wow. We lost O.J. Howard. It's like, cool. Get your ass on somewhere. We still got Cameron Bray, who I will get to later. Then it's like, okay, now we move on to uh, who else we pick up? We picked up uh, well, former safety. Got uh, uh, Logan Ryan. Picked him up. Okay, we got Logan Ryan set. Bet. Cool. Winfield, Ryan, defense is looking good, Vita Vea. All right. What about Sue? Sue said, I'm staying at the crib. All right, cool. Stay at the crib then, bro. JPP's done. So now it's like, what can we do? Oh, we got this Tyron Shinooka. We're going to upgrade him, move him around. Boom, bet. We do that. So, through all of that, hear me out now. Through all of that, we sit, we're getting this all together now. We're getting this all together. We're starting to feel good. We're starting to feel good. Training camps are approaching. We get Julio Jones. Everybody long. Oh, y'all going to win the Super Bowl. Y'all going to win the Super Bowl. Julio Jones. What? Julio Jones? Man, y'all going to win it all. Y'all going to win it all. Julio with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin coming back. Don't forget it, man. Towards ACL week eight. Okay? Yeah. Um. So, he was going to be missing, what, the first four or five games? Okay. Shit. You know? So it's like, all right, we still got Julio and Mike. 
And Scotty Miller, man, run a 4-2. All right, man. Defense looking good. Carlton Davis got some money. Jamil Dean's got some new confidence. I'm liking the linebackers. Devin White, Levante Davis, monsters as usual. Using Sh uh, Tyron Shinoka, you know, Shayoka, either as an outside linebacker or a rusher. We got things working. Kick, big Hakeem Hicks. We got things working. Okay? We picked up. Uh, who was it we picked up? Yeah, Shaq Mason. Got Shaq Mason. It's like, okay. I already mentioned he ain't do shit, but I could be wrong. We got Shaq Mason, so it's like, let's get the season started. Boom. Marpet retires. That's what leads to getting Shaq Mason. Then we lose Jensen, first day of training camp, who came back last night, first time. So we lost him in training camp. He played none in the regular season. Lost him. Donovan Smith got hurt. Nagging injury pretty much all season. Tristan Wirfs hurt pretty much all season. So we just had a backup center, a new guard, and a hurt tackle, and hurt tackles. I mean, it's just not a good, it's not a good confunction there. I mean, it's not, nothing can be productive with that. So we got to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. So our schedule comes out, play Cowboys week one. Okay, we got time on the team. Of course, they're going to make a soap opera out of our schedule. And we're playing NFC East teams and a few uh, AFC teams. I think, we, like I said, we played the, uh, the AFC teams we played. We had to play a couple NFC West teams, play the 49ers. And we had to play the Chiefs. Yeah, right. We had to play the Chiefs. So, it was just kind of like they made the schedule almost kind of like we're going to give a gauntlet to Brady just because he went crazy statistically-wise last year and they felt like it was an easy year. And we made the playoffs and we had to play the Jets. That You know, it was easy. You know, it's like they were like, we're going to make it hard for y'all. First six games. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really did that. And we did not have a good run. I mean, we, as you know, we didn't even finish the season above 500. We still made the playoffs. Why? Because the division was terrible. Because the division had to suffer for what the, the, what the schedulers made for the NFC South. And the Falcons wasn't ready. Panthers wasn't ready. Neither was the freaking um, Saints. Because Jameis gets hurt. And they don't go back to him again. Mike Thomas gets hurt again. Then you got... Injuries at the wazoo with them. Same thing. Alvin Kamara out. Cam George getting hurt. All these injuries hurt the NFC South. But I'm going with the Bucks. Still talking about the Bucks. Hurts. It 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 hurts so much. And it's like, damn. What can we do? What can we do? Oh, I know what we can do. It's it's almost kind of like, can we somehow pull out? A crazy type, you know, trade or move or something we can do or something like that. No, no, this is not the NBA. It's nothing we can do. It's nothing we can do. We can just pray and hope that some things gel and and get together. And I think for a little bit stretches, we saw things from a couple players like Leonard a couple times and Mike. And then we saw some good things from a defense standpoint for quite a bit there. And then we started winning some games. So then people was like, well, the Bucks are not out the woods. But to end my point off, because we know that we know the conclusion, is that 
perfect situations when it comes to greats like that. You know, it just, it means so much to when you look at this situation, it was nothing perfect about it. And still, we made it to the playoffs. So at least tells you that he is good. Coaching staff was good. Players weren't bad. Bad situations happens, man, and it just ruins the season. And when you when when those bad situations are injuries, being the forefront of it, it's over. I mean, like you when you when you are losing your best guys. I mean, like when you sit there and you just lose Trey Lance, then you lose Garoppolo, and then you lose. You know, I, I, I mean, like, as long as you, because there was a point in the season where the 49ers had, like, 14 players out. They wouldn't be, they, they couldn't even beat the Falcons. They had a Falcon fan coming at my neck like, look, we beat your, we beat them, uh, uh, the 49ers, everybody talking about. And they're missing 14 players. Two weeks later, they get their players back and they, and they, and they go on a, a 10 game, a, a 10 game run. Pretty much where they only allowed one touchdown in the second half. You know what I'm saying? And that was against the Dolphins, who at the time had two, and that and that offense was kind of kind of sneaky with speed and doing some nice good things until Tua got hurt. So, what my point is that what you got hurt in that game. My point is that perfect situations lies, man, and 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 sometimes you when that perfect situation hits. It's you're, you're you're sitting there thinking like, wow, here we go, like here we go, like look how magical this is, you know what I'm saying? And it can happen in myriads of ways, and how it can happen, and look how it's happening for the Bills. Like, say if the Bills goes on to win the Super Bowl, they're gonna people want to talk about that because it's not so much say the perfect situation with adding with players and adding good players. It's just like adding with the situation, the moment of time. There was a big time shooting that happened in Buffalo. Right before the season started, to have people and 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 you know come together, then you have uh, the situation with Demar Hamlin. I mean, like you just kept rolling with the thing and the weather and you know the snow coming in had to go relocate. Bills Mafia always you know doing what they do. It just seemed like it the the, the where things is moving in the Bills Nation's favor to where things can be extremely well. For the Buffalo Bills and how they and what they got and what they got going on, and now here they are about to be playing against the the uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, the game that we all remember that got stopped for a no contest. So now here we are. So perfect situation can come like that. Perfect come perfect situation can come in the sense of things of like you getting a quarterback named Joe Burrow who can tr- totally make your team go. I mean, it can happen like that. The Rams went and got Matt Stafford. That's all they needed. They just put Matt Stafford right there. They added Odell by week six. They won the Super Bowl. But Matt Stafford was the piece added to win that said Super Bowl. I mean, like, you can't say nobody else. You can't say nobody else. You can't. You cannot say anybody else. You can't say Odell because Odell came. Yeah, Odell helped out mid-season acquisition. Yeah, he helped out. I ain't, I ain't shitting on him, but he helped out. At the end of the day, you look at Matt Stafford, you're like, Stafford, though, man, he was the one. He was the reason. He was the reason. Matt Stafford. So, keep it moving. When you look at these perfect situations, 
and you sit there and you say, okay, Josh, um, um, uh, Coach Peterson, Trevor Lawrence last year had a national champion coach in Urban Meyer. People thought he was the bee's knees. They could just go in the NFL and just make it work. Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, you know, those guys. Cleve Kingsbury, which we talk about him. These guys, they get these these types of things. Joe Judge, too, man. He was Dolphins coordinator. Um, if I said his name right. Um, it's, it's like one of those things, man. It's just like, oh, man, like, hmm, let's think about it here. We we put this here. Think about this here. Like, we could be great. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it doesn't work like that all the time. It doesn't work like that all the time. But was it just sometimes when you sit there and you say a Nick Soriani and or Peterson that can come onto a team and be like, huh, that did work for the Eagles. It didn't work so much after that though. Hmm. And then he gets fired and you just thinking we're gonna see the last of Peterson and then here he are here he is in a divisional game. In a divisional game. Going against a team that they kind of fared pretty well against. Just saying. Just saying. They did. They fared pretty well against the Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars did in that game. Now they they came away lost, but they didn't they wasn't no slouch. They wasn't no slouch. Josh Allen and that defense, man, can be something on on, on Trevor, Travis Kelsey and those boys, Patrick Mahomes and them. So we'll see. Perfect situations could be looked at if they look if they win, then you look at the perfect situation. You get Peterson, team was already talented, into Yen, Christian Kirk. You wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, and put people in good spots. And now we can probably win some games. We just needed the coach. We just needed this. So it's like, yeah, you can sit there and say, oh, man, Tom Brady can go to the Jets next year. He can wind up playing for the Raiders next year. I think the perfect situation has to be with others and not just Tom Brady. I mean, sometimes you can be a Deshaun Watson and think you can come on to the team and have that hype. But youth, which age, yeah. But, you know, we got to wait and see with that. But with age and the youth, yeah, we was thinking like, yeah, Deshaun and the Browns, Chubb, and this, da, da, da. But they got to work. It's got to get the chemistry now. You know, now it's about putting the work in and trying to get make sure that works because you got paid a lot of money. Or when you sit there and think Matt Ryan going to the Colts, that wasn't a perfect situation. You put Matt Ryan on a situation where he can't. You know Julio? Yeah, he might have been with some teams that had some successful run games, but he had Julio. He had people like Roddy White. He had people like that to throw to. He had people like that. Harry Douglas, guys like that get moving. Bye, bye, bye. You know, Pittman was it for the coach. No, Ollie Cox can't do it all. So, hear, hear me now. Hear me now. It's just perfect situations, man. Not always X's and O's. It just bees a part of it. It's like, you know, Byron Leftwich gets all the praise and stuff. Now they want to fire the guy. <laughs> Bruce Arians was sitting there saying that this man was setting up the meetings, running the meetings, doing this and that. He should get all the credit. But now the first person they want to fire after losing to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, man. This just makes me sick. Makes me sick, man. Because...
Tom Brady didn't have a perfect situation. And everybody thinking, it was Tom. He should have won. So it, it definitely wasn't him. Yeah, it was him. That man's a statue who could not throw nothing last night when pressure coming down the pipe. Couldn't make throws. Couldn't was hitting the dirt. Uh, you know, it was a couple plays where Mike, you know, that one play where Mike Evans should have maybe cut to the middle of the field when he was trying to throw. That could have been a touchdown right there. I mean, I, I, I but players weren't always out of position. The players weren't always out of position. Sometimes it was just on the arm of Tom Brady not being able to, to get it there. And it's just like, damn, man. That's the part that killed me. But just like, I, he used to be so docile. So, like, where well, you would think number 29 or uh, white would be all the other whites that he's had playing running back, those little scat backs of white or ball or those guys like that, Kevin Falk. Those guys, he could he would have been that. Leonard was was doing that the season before, and he's not even that type of back. But it just goes show that Father Time wins. He threw the ball the most times in the NFL for the last three seasons at 43, 44, 45. The man don't got it no more because that's is when Father Time kicks you in your ass whenever you try to overdo it. Man, I got examples out of examples. Brett Favre. Went to the NFC conference. Uh, went to the NFC championship game or divisional game against the, the the Saints. Couldn't get it done. The Saints goes off to beat the Packers and the Packers. I mean, then the Saints goes off and beat the Steelers in Super Bowl. Like, like, like. Oh, I think that's what I went. That might have been the NFC championship game right there. The Saints and the, uh, and the Vikings. But uh, my point is, is that perfect situation. Brett Favre had Adrian Peterson. He had Bernard Berrien, who can catch any rocket that. That uh, Red Favre could throw. Other type of running back, Sidney Rice. He had great offensive line. Outstanding offensive line. Gave him time to make the throw like he did. One of my favorite Red Favre throws in the overtime against Detroit Lions. He had that perfect situation. And fell short by throwing the interception. So he tried to come back next year. His arm is not the same. Goes to the Jets. Arm not the same. He's not the same. That was the one perfect situation for Brett Favre to get it done. He could have got a Super Bowl. Adrian Peterson could have got a Super Bowl. With an MVP, mind you, the year before with Christian Ponder would have been great. You know what I'm saying? To have that with AP. But Brett Favre, instead of trying to run, get that five yards, because Father Time lets you know. He was like, man, I've been getting hit in this game so hard. I'm not taking off running. I'm throwing that shit. I'm throwing that pick. Saints goes on to win the Super Bowl. Drew Brees is a hero. Catch my drift. You catching my drift? I think. Yeah, yeah. That's the Super Bowl they won. No, that's not. That's not the Super Bowl they won. That's the Super Bowl they lost. Am I correct? Yeah, that's Super Bowl they won because they won that Super Bowl against the against the. Uh, it's the Steelers, yes. That was the one. I'm, I'm, I'm going off the top of the dome. Make sure that was right. I don't want to have y'all sitting there like, what is he talking about, man? But it's just the perfect situation that I'm talking about. He goes off to New York, sends dick pics, and next thing you know, Brett Favre's a fucking animal. He's a monster. He's stealing the best of the money and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just saying. We need to talk about that stuff. Now Brett Favre is so much not a hero anymore. But it just goes to show the father time says, sit your ass down. You should have retired with the Packers. Or you should have retired after that one year with the Vikings. But no, you're sitting there popping Viking and left and right and not, and not in your right mind. And now you left us staying in your legacy. 
Brett Favre. True story. Tom Brady, a little different. A person is not like that. Got the TB12 method with Greer. Only thing different is he lost his wife due to football. We can say that. He lost his wife due to football, which probably made him play a little bit differently this year. Probably wasn't all the way right. I made a TikTok saying, well, damn it, it's divorce is final. We're winning the Super Bowl. But I think it might have just hit a little reverse to where father time works so much to where could have started playing with Tom Brady's emotions a little bit as you get older. Head probably wasn't all the way in the game. Just saying. I ain't trying to sound like a guru or nothing or nothing crazy, but that's what it sounds like. But let me talk about the other games too now. I, ain't, I talked about Jacksonville Jaguars and how they came back after throwing four interceptions. Trevor Lawrence finds it within himself. Travis Etienne with the help. You know, guys like freaking uh, 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 big-time defensive plays to a team with a coach that wanted to sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to keep throwing it. 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 Eckler can't do nothing. I'm going to keep throwing it. And what did it find you? An L. An L. Fourth and two. You put your defense in a pickle with fourth and two, and they got it with no sweat. Travis NGN said, let me get that real quick so we can get this ball game over with. And then they win the game. It's crazy, man. And, you know, like the Miami game against Buffalo was crazy. Is that how Mike McDaniel had to sit there and burn two timeouts in the fourth quarter with two minutes left because Skylar Thompson and the, and the staff couldn't get a play together. I ain't going to blame it all on Skylar. At first, I would. I was like, come on, Skylar, man. But you got to think about all their variables, too. You got to think of the coaching staff and the crowd. And the crowd was raucous, man, because you are dealing with the Buffalo Bills. I just said it 20 minutes ago. There are the America's perfect situation this year. Of all the things that been going on, that team, that place is rocking. And they couldn't get a play in and still had a chance to win. That's how talented the Dolphins are. Still had a chance to win because Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Giusecki, you got you got uh, good defensive players who stepped up finally, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins. You got people like Xavier Howard and guys like that, Byron Jones, who really ain't done shit. But I'm just saying, they got players. They got players. Ingram got a decent run game. Went all the way there. Most of it was hurt. Wilson got hurt in the middle of the game, and it was all fucked up from that point. I think they ran a third stringer. I think he couldn't even get his name all the way. But I think the game of the weekend had to be Minnesota and Giants because to see Saquon Barkley um, have his moment was one of the greatest things. To have Saquon Barkley have his moment was excellent. It was superb. It was like icing on the cake. It was excellent, man. It was something satisfying. It was so satisfying. It was like, wow. We had to see, we had to see Saquon Barkley live up to what we saw at Penn State, but see it in the playoffs after a good season. After a good season. So, to see him with ease score a touchdown and then get a big boy touchdown, a grown man touchdown, get out of my damn way defensive tackle and gets in there and gets that touchdown. I got pumped up. And I said, come on now. I said, because Giants going to win this game. You can ask my friends. I said, the Giants going to win this game off rip. And they did. Because the one thing I saw about Minnesota throughout the season when people kept laughing at me when I did the power ranks, I only did two. I, I was going to do more of people acting like, you know, I got to be some esteemed analyst. You know, I got to be Adam Schefter or some shit to come out with a power ranking. But I look at my power ranking. Look at now. Who's the top? Go back and look at my power rankings and look who came out top. 
Wanna hear that shit? So, who's everybody scared of? 49ers. Who I kept putting in the top two, ended up putting them number one? The 49ers. Who ended up being steadily in there? Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Giants kept in the top ten, Minnesota. But the top three is what I'm talking about. Is what I kept intact, especially with my power rank. But Minnesota, their big problem is what well, they've always been their problem is their defense stopped being good defensively three years ago. If they had the defense three years ago with the offense they had this year, they'd be going to the Super Bowl. You take three years ago defense from Minnesota and you put them on this team, they possibly might be going to the Super Bowl. Because what was missing on the offensive side was lacking, was just a little bit of better coaching because they had to get rid of Zimmer. They got this new coach, pretty cool. But he made some mistakes as well, young coach. But the things that would have been better offensively should have been implemented at that time period. It just wasn't. You know, you didn't have a Justin Jefferson either, but you had Stephon Diggs. You feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen was on everybody's mind. Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen. They didn't need Diggs. They didn't need Diggs. Yeah, you did. Because you went and got Justin Jefferson, and then Adam Thielen rarely gets talked about now. It's crazy. It's weird. He's a little, what is it, Osborne guy who makes plays now? This is like, you gotta see him. And they went and got TJ Hawkinson. Good pickup for the Lions. So, Let's talk about the fourth quarter. Let's talk about the moment that I couldn't wait to talk about was fourth down and six. Fourth and six. Minnesota still in the game. Still in the game. Very much in the game because they were called a rough and a passer call that was horse shit. I swear to God that referee wanted that game to be extended so bad. I think he was the only person that wanted that game to keep going on. Because you mean to tell me that you called that? As a roughing the passer, and that's speaking talking rough the passer. That wasn't roughing the passer with Dak Prescott last night. That wasn't a roughing the passer that they called on uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Damn sure wasn't. That was no way a freaking roughing the passer. So they get there, they move up, they make a big chunk play to the man I just said, T.J. Hawkinson. It's like, oh god, here we go. Hawkinson makes the play. They run up on the ball. They're trying to get everything situated, and they start running into some problems. Pressure, 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 and they was very careful with the pressure. And I was sitting there saying, Leonard Williams, make me a play. And when I said it, he made a play. That was the crazy thing about it, that I was on fire on Sunday. I was sitting there saying, get a ball to Saquon, he scored. Like, I literally said, said, get a ball to Saquon Barkley. He scored a touchdown. I said, Leonard, make me a play. He went in there and got a pick tackle for a loss. That is what you want. Fourth and six, though. Let's talk about it. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had a shotgun. I think he had, I think it was like two wide receivers up top. He had a tight end and a wide receiver on the other side. And I just can't believe that he threw a short knowing that that could have just been a a decoy in the sense of if somebody gave him enough space that you can give it to him to where he can get the easy four extra yards of a two-yard pass you threw. But it's like, the man was on him. He was literally standing right there. So at this point, you know it's fourth down. I don't give a fuck what you think got coming at you. Make a pass past that. 
think about if it's not completed, the game's over. So if you throw an interception, ain't nobody going to shoot you. You're making a play up beyond six yards. And if somebody can make a heroic catch, you got it. As fast, as fast we wind back to Eli Manning, who was sitting there running for his life against New York. Crazy, I bring up New York. And he's running for his life, and he closes his eyes, and he throws it. Why? Because it's fourth down. Because it's you got to make a play now. And it's Tyree there, hangs the football. I don't even want to talk about it. It hurts my heart because Randy Moss was my guy, and I wanted him to have a Super Bowl. But it hurt. But just think, though, Kirk, you were so extinctive against the <laughs> against the Bills back uh, back in like week five, week six, when you, everybody was sitting there trying to call y'all bums, and y'all beat them. You was on all your P's and Q's. You took off running even on one play. The man took off running on one play. And I was sitting there, I noted that. I said, man, that's a lot of quarterbacks can get away and evade except Tom Brady and Mac Jones. Matt Ryan, which he lost his job. So everybody else can pretty much move a little bit. Tannehill, uh, uh, Tua, to, I mean, like, you name it down the line, everybody can wiggle a little bit. It just be a little, ah, let me get out of here real quick. Make a quick little move. Zach Wilson. Uh, Mike White, freaking Davids, with they, uh, uh, what was it, Austin Wells, Mills, Davis Wells, whatever his name is, Texans, can't even have a little bit of movement. But if you're not that guy, you know, you're going to get tore up. Kirk Cousins had the wherewithal to be that type of guy to have a little bit of wiggle, but man, you're processing your, I mean, your, your decision making. Make a play beyond six yards. You threw a short, easy tackle to be made. Ball game over. The Giants win because of up front, Leonard, and, uh, ah, oh, shit. What's his damn name? His name's kind of like, uh, the homeboy for the Cowboys, Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. So you got Dexter Lawrence and, and Leonard Williams, and they wrecked habit. But the big time star of that that I wanted to point out, who was mocked and made fun of because he tripped at training camp. In minicamp, I think it was. He tripped on a drill. It was like, bust. Kayvon Thibodeau had 12 stinking tackles and made one of the biggest plays rushing the quarterback but ended up being like a little swing pass to Dalvin Cook. This man ran out there and got Dalvin Cook. Ran out there and got him. Come here. Where are you going? So, I just, my hat's off to the Giants. Big time, big time, big time, big time, big time, big time, big time playoff, man. Big time, big time for Joe Burrow, who faced, looked at a loss with Hundley being the starting quarterback for the Ravens. It almost happened. Freak shit happened, man. Like, God, don't think they got like this. But Joe Burrow, man, being Joe Cool. He's Joe Cool, man. Joe Cool part two. And he got it done. So (laughs) next week we got 49ers, Cowboys, a classic. A playoff classic. I remember being a kid back in 94, 95, those back-to-back years where they played in the playoffs, and my brother and my cousin, 49er fans, beat me up every time the 49ers would score. Come down there and beat me up. You know, they weren't real. You know, it was like a WWF-type, WWE-type thing. You know, do the little stomp and stomp, go back down the hallway, and they're like, yeah, 49ers. And I was a Buccaneer fan, but my family, <laughs> my mom's side, Pretty much all Cowboys fans, so it was kind of like they were, you know, jumping me for that. So, 
the history of the game is crazy. It's crazy. Especially with my family. History of that game is crazy. I mean, crazy. Because it was back-to-back years. I mean, one year, 49ers beat. Then the next year, Cowboys won. So it was like, wow. Like, whoo. It was war. They didn't play 93-2 in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. War. Chiefs, Jaguars. Can't wait to see that game. Bills, Bengals. Can't wait to see that game. I think we got a neutral field for the next week game or something like that. I think it's a game that's played in Atlanta. If it's if it's the Bills and Chiefs, I think that game is played in Atlanta. I'm not. I, I, I want to say that game is played in Atlanta. I'm not sure. I think I'm right. But big ups to the national champs, man. Georgia Bulldogs, man. I want to say to, to Stetson Bennett before I get out of here, keep your head up, man. Keep your head up. Stay the way you are. I think he has a tremendous attitude. I like his outlook on things. He's one of the oldest quarterbacks in the NFL without being in the NFL. <laughs> Just joking. He's older than like five of the top young 20-year-old quarterbacks. He's older than them. Like Burrow, Herbert, Field, like those guys, even down, even uh, 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 he's older than all of them, except Mahomes. Crazy, it's crazy. He's older than Lamar Jackson, even. It's crazy. So, <laughs> speaking of Lamar, I like his decision making. Great, because what did he do? He looked at it as this: I didn't get paid. From the team that wants me to play in the game with my knee compromised. I'm sitting down. That was the easiest thing you can think about. Different than if like, they broke the bank on me. Paid me more than what they gave Flacco. I'm going to go and put a brace on it go out there and give it a go. If I don't like it, I'll come sit down. Because I don't want to end up looking like RG3. Lamar Jackson made the right decision. If he gets scorned by this and people come on, get rid of him, trade him. Yeah, trade him. I know some teams that would love it. Jets would love it. Help. The Buccaneers, where we looked last night, could you imagine Lamar Jackson last night on the Buccaneers? We would have mopped Cowboys. We would have mopped them. Because that's what you need in today's NFL. These ends and linebackers are not playing. They literally try to run a read option with, um, who was it? They try to run a read option. Who was it on Sunday? I had me laughing. I was cracking up. They try to run a read option with, uh, oh my God, Skylar Thompson. That's the, I'm like, man, slam his ass. They slammed him so hard. I was like, look what Von Miller taught me. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I think it was another team that tried to do that too. They tried to run a little quick little something where the quarterback tried to stiff arm and got slammed. Man, I was like, not a smart idea. I think it was a national championship game. I want to say. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that game. Both of those quarterbacks ran a little bit. It was a it was a playoff game. I just can't pinpoint it which which player it was, but it was like a read option type play where it didn't go nowhere. Like, what are we doing here? But I think Lamar made a good decision. If he goes to another team off of this, then that's just the name of the business. I think he made the best decision betting on himself, knowing that like, hey man, like <laughs> I didn't I didn't break the bank with me this year. I had to turn down a deal that I felt like. Was way lower than Watson's. I've been playing Watson has they been sitting on the massage table. And y'all want me to take less. And then on top of that, before this playoff game, 
Y'all went and gave Roquan Smith a person that I ain't trying to pick on a man, but you know, he had some problems in Chicago. The where they traded him to this team. Now he's I ain't sitting there saying he's a problem child, but big fan of Roquan Smith. I just now congratulate his alma mater, Georgia. But I'm just saying. Yeah, he went and broke the bank and gave that man a hundred million dollars. You know, goddamn well I ain't going out there to play. Yeah, that's what Lamar Jackson looked at it like. I'm not playing shit. Serves you right. So, <laughs> then we go down the line and just saying like, hey man, there's some smart decisions made by some players, and I think Lamar Jackson is at the top one. Second would be Dak Prescott. He admitted, he owned up, and he said, you know what? I try to go for the gusto. I try to earn the money. I try to sit there and try to be pretty. I had to look at myself in the mirror, and I had to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to play football the whole Dak way, the old Dak way. And it got a 24-35-3 touchdown. No, no, 20, what was it, 26? Uh, it was like 20, it was like 27, 30, something like that for He went crazy. He went crazy. And he had a rushing, uh, a, a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, like, <laughs> 78 yards rushing. So, I mean, like, come on now. And that was something that good guest, good friend of mine, brother of mine, John Overstreet was in there saying, man, if we're going to win, that got to run. He said that before the game. Said it right before the game. So when he comes on, he can sit there and elaborate on what he said. He said, if we're going to win, Dak's going to have to run. It's 70 yards and a touchdown. But, that, you know, I think the offense of, of the Buccaneers really was the falter. But, you know what I'm saying, just couldn't get nothing going. We finally did throw a pick in the end zone. That was so uncharacteristic. I mean, the play before, Tom Brady threw it in a, in, threw it to four players over there. It was four Cowboy uniforms over there. Maybe because he thought we was at home, we had solid uniforms on, but you clearly ran white. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just like, Jesus, that was crazy. So, congratulate all the winners, man. Cowboys especially. I'm going to root for y'all against the Niners for my mom's sake. She's a Cowboys fan, my aunt. My grandmama and her mama. So I mean, like, I'm gonna root for the I'm gonna root for the Cowboys for that, but I think the Niners are still gonna win, even though I'm gonna root for the Cowboys. I think Joe Burrow's gonna win it all. I think the Bengals gonna win it all with Joe Burrow, man. I think Joe Burrow's gonna get him a Super Bowl before he turns 30. That's just me. I think he's gonna get a Super Bowl before he turns 30 years old. I just believe in that. I don't believe in the, in the Bills. I think the Bills can get themselves in positions where they can just lose a game, man. And much as the love they have to, and the pumping upness of them and Bills Nation and all that stuff like that, I don't see them winning at all. Now, the Chiefs, definitely. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I can see them having like a revenge game to finally knock off the Bengals because if you think about it, the Bengals got their number. So if they matched up, this would be more so of a mission and accomplished thing for Mahomes to get over the hump to get past Burrow. And that can create a whole crazy, crazy storyline so they'll build a motivation for him. That'll inspire him to want to win that game against the uh, is the Jaguars because you don't want to go out there flat against them. And then on the other side, you have the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you have the, you have the 49ers and Cowboys, but then you have the Giants going up against the uh, Eagles. And the Eagles got to prove themselves. They have not been great, you know, especially having an injured quarterback coming back. So they could be a little bit rusty. It's going to be crazy, man. I can't wait to the divisional week. This is going to be a good week. Basketball's been going crazy. LeBron, 48, this 60, this net, da-da-da. Russell Westbrook's been playing good. We're going to talk NBA tomorrow, I promise you. We're going to be talking NBA. You're going to be hearing me talking NBA. 
when we talking NBA. So when you hear this episode, just know that the next episode is going to be NBA. We're going to talk about it. And then we're going to be talking about the divisional week as it's coming up. It's going to be my episode today. I hope you all enjoyed it, man. I hope you all have a good one. Hope everybody had a good Martin Luther King Day. And man, the NBA players quit jumping when you see John coming down the lane. See it make you go viral.